0: For so the sports. Talk. Oh, thank you all for tuning into the two hundred and eighty eighth episode of. First Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane, as always, I want to thank you all for tuning in, whether it be via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iRadio, SoundCloud, or whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Also, special shout out to everybody who's listening via Elevation Sports. Thank you guys for tuning in as well. I know the podcast on there is getting a lot of good numbers, so thank you everybody who's uh, supporting us in this show that way, being recorded from Buffalo, New York, as always. Haven't done a podcast in about a week. Took a little bit of a break, kind of. Uh, with me, me and Kenny Sim were banging out pods. I think we did like four or five in a week, uh, which is, uh, you know, not something we usually do. We usually do here at Barbershop Sports Talk, right? Three days a week podcast, and we were doing like four or five for the NFL draft, hitting that hard and heavy, right? Uh, so it took a little bit of a break. I was in North Carolina, just a little bit of a life update. I went with my friend Tai Kwon and his uh, family, his lovely family. Uh, we had some... Uh, fun moment, some good times, spent Mother's Day, went to church, uh, so it was, uh, it was a great time in, in North Carolina, Charlotte, uh, the Concord area, to be specific, and I the whole time I was fighting for Buffalo, people there, they hate on Buffalo, they say there's nothing there in Buffalo, I'm like, hey guys, you know what's in Buffalo? You have the Bills, you have the Sabres, you have Niagara Falls, one of the seven wonders of the world, uh, also what you have in Buffalo is you have a... Uh, roswell one of the best cancer centers in buffalo and i'm not trying to go on a, rant, a tangent on buffalo but i'm just being like you know like buffalo has some stuff like like why y'all folks hating on freaking buffalo i that, that always just bothers me just a tad bit but that's but but that's what's been going on in my life also so what we're going to be doing for the next uh, couple months with the nba playoffs approaching this podcast is going to be really nba heavy uh, not as nfl centric going to try to at least get in one NFL pod a week. That's something I'm going to really try to do. And right now, I'm shooting for Wednesdays to be the NFL podcast day. So if you guys are listening right now, Wednesday, I'm shooting for it to be the NFL podcast day. But I'm thinking these Monday podcasts and these Friday podcasts, they're going to be NBA. NBA playoffs is happening really soon, right? We're going to get into that. We're going to have a rotating Form of guests, guys like Scotty, guys like Silas, we're going to bring some new people on, uh, some guys that have come on once in a while, so it's going to be really fun, it's going to be really interesting, and we're going to have a new guest on, a first time ever guest on Barbershop Sports Talk Uh I'm actually really excited for this uh, Dakota Dean uh, big sports fan so we're gonna have that but before we get into that conversation and by the way we me mean Dakota we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, the NBA Hall of Fame inductions uh, we're gonna give our top 10 things that we're looking forward to for the NBA playoffs and we're gonna talk about just some generally some stuff that's been going on in the NBA these last couple of weeks but before we get into that like I said first time listening to the podcast thank you subscribe and follow right now also what i'm gonna ask you guys to do is this share this podcast with your friends and family whether it be on facebook groups reddit threads etc etc follow me on twitter at nitrate underscore lane and subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to the youtube channel uh daryl lane type in daryl lane and you will find the youtube channel and lastly leave a five-star review on apple or itunes And for some odd reason, if you don't like my podcast, it's like, how the hell could that happen? Then take a page from what your mama told you. Mama Lane told me this. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. And without ado, come up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to have Dakota Dean on the show. Come up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. With barber shops for and we have a special guest with us—a first-time ever guest on the show, Dakota Dean. How you doing, Dakota?
1: Living well, the dream, man. How about you?
0: I am doing great. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk a lot of NBA, and and first, what I what I do want to get into is the Hall of Fame. So the M uh, for the Basketball Hall of Fame, they uh, had their ceremony for the. 2020 class uh that was not able to happen last year because of covid so they were able to have it uh yesterday on uh saturday and you saw tim duncan kevin garnett and kobe bryant go into the hall of fame just just talk about how much how big of a class that is because those are three heavy hitters
1: oh those are legends of the game man you look at it from the year 2000 up until 2011 Every championship besides two was won by one of those three guys. I mean, you've got a guy who led one of the all-time best teams in the San Antonio Spurs. you got a man in the GOAT conversation in Kobe Bean Bryant. And you got one of the scariest guys that I've ever seen on the court, Kevin Garnett, That you—that that is the last person you want to meet in the back alley. I mean, that man, he will have you scared shitless out there on the court.
0: Yeah, and I think it, when you really look at it, I mean, those are all, like what, like top 25 players of all time? Like oh, easy? Easy top 25 players? And then Duncan and Kobe are easily top 10 players of all time. I mean,
1: the greatest.
0: Power forward? I mean,
1: the, the greatest power forward of all time and probably the second greatest shooting guard of all time. Yeah, out there in that yeah. Block.
0: And, and, what's Kevin, and Kevin Garnett's probably like the fourth or fifth greatest power forward, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got to
1: go far, buddy. you got to go Carl Malone.
0: Dirk's probably in there. Yeah. But, you uh, no, know, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Gardner definitely has a claim in there, NBA champion, defensive player of the year, MVP, uh, the, the whole deal there. Uh, I I do want to know, for because I, I got a chance to watch watch it. I didn't watch it on TV. I watched it on YouTube, and I specifically watched those three. Uh, just how crazy is it when we look at, like, Kobe Bryant, he's not going to get the chance to actually have his own Hall of Fame speech like his wife had to do it for him. And I, and I was kind of like, oh, my God. It, was just, it just like hit me like Kobe's still gone.
1: Man, it's it's a very sad thing not to be able to see him last night. Being able to watch him. I mean, you know Jordan's going to be there for him. Even if he was still there, you know Jordan. Watching them two together at the Hall of Fame, you know he, he was going to go back and forth with Shaq while he was there. I mean, the moments that we missed – from that Hall of Fame by Kobe not being there is just going to be one of the biggest travesties.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think his wife did, did, did a good job of kind of talking about his career, but I, but I don't think it would have been the same, obviously, as Kobe would have done it, but I do want to know, how, how good of a job do you think Vanessa did? Or would you personally like to see somebody else have uh, given uh, uh, his, his speech?
1: I think Vanessa did a very good job. She was able to speak from the heart, you know, and uh I think that's something we've seen Kobe the basketball player, but she led us more into Kobe the person and that's something that we haven't really been able to see. And so I'm uh I was very I was I was glad with the choice. Now I would like to have heard, you know, a few other players, you know, speak more on him. Uh but I think seeing the insight to Kobe the person and we've seen Kobe the dad through the girl dad stuff that happened after he passed. Uh, I think that's something that all sports fans needed to see, was Kobe the person outside of Kobe the Laker.
0: Yeah, and then we go to, I kind of want to go to Kevin Garnett's speech. In his speech, and and people made a big deal about this, and I was realizing this as I was watching it, when he was giving his congratulations, he did not mention Rajon Rondo or Ray Allen. Do you think that's fair or foul?
1: I'm kind of wondering why he didn't mention Rajon. I didn't know they had a beef.
0: Uh, no. Or maybe he forgot. I mean, actually, I can't say he forgot because because obviously you kind of prep these things. Like, he kind of knows what he's going to say. How do you forget Ray John? That's intentional, right? I There's no way.
1: He, I don't know how you miss that little point guard Frank on Franklin, Franklin the Turtle out right there. I don't know how you miss him. Now, I know he had that beef whenever uh, Ray Allen left to go to Miami, but I don't know how he forgot about Ray John in that speech, man.
0: But would you say it's fair or foul?
1: Oh, it's definitely foul. And <laughs> now, leaving out Ray John, I mean, I understand leaving out Ray Allen. I mean, that dude did him dirty. But I don't know. I, that's foul to leave uh, Ray John out of there, man.
0: And, and Kevin, he mentioned, and also, too, he mentioned Joe Johnson with this time. With the Nets. I was like, how are you going to mention Joe, but you're not mentioning Rondo? <laughs> and no disrespect to Joe Johnson. Joe Johnson was a great basketball player.
1: Like he won a championship with this guy. I mean, Rondo was the point guard. He was the he was the assist man for that team. He was the defense for that team. And I don't know how it is that you just completely forget about the dude.
0: And now I want to go to Tim Duncan. Uh, it was really interesting getting some insight. Uh, he he didn't start playing basketball till he was fourteen, which is crazy. You think about how specialized sports is now where all these kids, they're playing like five years old. Like, it's all this training. And he was talking about how he was a swimmer. I also didn't realize this. His sister was an Olympic swimmer. But but, but just like, just picking up a basketball 14 and it's like, okay, then four years later, I'm going to be one of the best players in college basketball. Then I'm going to the NBA and I'm coming right. Don't you think that development is crazy?
1: Man, how quickly he was able to pick up the game at such a high level. is just out of this world. Uh, and he, I mean, the way he looked last night, I mean, the way he's looked, I mean, that's not the Tim Duncan that I grew up with. That's not the polished, you know, man. He's changed since he's gotten out the game. And it's, it's, uh, it was crazy to see his hair the way it was and everything. I mean, when the, Tim Duncan was in the league, you know, he was mild mannered. He was, I mean, shaven to the teeth. And then seeing him, I was like, man, that guy really really changed once he got out the league. Yeah, a little
0: rugged, a little more rugged.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he looked like he just came out the field, man. It looked like he just he came out from working outside, and he, he's like, you know what, I'm going to go do this real quick. Instead of, you know, basketball, like they always say, you know, basketball is like a business meeting for a lot of guys. It's business whenever you get out there on the court. It looked like he just came outside or came back from inside. And he just, he was he different. I mean, that's not the Tim Duncan I grew up watching, you know, and it kind of threw me for a loop watching him out there speaking, and I was like, dang, this guy's something else, you know, he's living a whole separate life.
0: Yeah, very different life, and too, he was coaching a little bit with the Spurs, uh, I don't think he's coaching with there anymore, but he was doing that, uh, I, I do I think, and also, this talks about how low-key a superstar Tim Duncan is, he's a great player, Hall of Famer, like I said. Best power forward ever. When in twenty sixteen when Kobe was going through his farewell tour, we knew Kobe was gonna retire. Tim Duncan, they played the whole year. Tim Duncan just he didn't even have a press conference. He just like had the Spurs like put on like their team website. Yeah, Tim Duncan retired and he's like, Yeah, that's just the end of it. Just super low key. Like you would be think that's a bigger deal. It's like Tim Duncan just retired and he's just like, No press conference, no talking to him, no media. Just have him put it out there and I'm just gonna be away in my home with my family.
1: Yeah, he I mean, like I said, he's a gentleman of the game, man. He uh, he didn't want to go out with all the charades and anything like that. He just wanted to uh, walk away from the game the way he came in. You know, just just ease his way out.
0: What, what's Hall of Fame speech did you like the most?
1: Man, I love KG. The way how animated and everything that he got. I mean, that's just how he was out there on the court. I mean, KG's just somebody that you couldn't... You... you you are very intent to listen to what this man has to say. I think his speech is the one that I was most looking forward to. And uh, he definitely delivered what I was expecting.
0: And, and too, this is really interesting, too, because I think usually, you know, I'm usually not super into the Basketball Hall of Fame. but I, cause, cause, And, by the way, this is my pet peeve. First of all, about the Basketball Hall of Fame, and I, and I don't want to you know rag on it, but everybody gets in. I don't like that. I don't like that. I feel like too many people get in. Like you saw, T Mac get in, No District, T Mac, and all these guys, but they get in. But I, but I think what made this special is yet yeah, this centered around three guys who really deserve to be in. Like, no, no, no doubt, first ballot Hall of Famers. And what I do want to ask you is, do you think we'll ever see a Hall of Fame class this good?
1: I really don't think so, man. I mean, it's gonna be. I don't think you're ever going to have this many players this top of their game all leaving at the same time. I mean, you even look at next year's class as kind of a drop-off with Chris Bosh and Paul Pierce. I mean, I really don't see another class this high level anytime soon.
0: By the way, is Chris Bosh a Hall of Famer?
1: Chris Bosh is elected to the class of 2021.
0: No, I mean, is he a Hall of Famer for you? Uh
1: if he would have stayed on the trajectory that he was whenever he was with the Raptors, I mean, that dude was just straight balling. Just like Kevin Love. It's the LeBron effect. These guys play out of their minds until then they start playing with LeBron and they become a third option. Like, Do you think Kevin Love's an MVP or a uh, Hall of Famer?
0: Kevin Love's going to get him the Hall of Fame. I don't think he should be a Hall of Famer, no. I do not think Kevin Love should be a Hall of Famer.
1: And that's the thing. These guys, they, once they play with LeBron, they never return to that elite status. I mean, the best one that I can think that's even came close is Kyrie. I mean, D-Wade didn't do much after LeBron left. Uh, Chris Bosch, I mean, he had his blood clot thing, so that's kind of, you can't really fault him there. But, I mean. These guys never return. I mean, when Kevin Love was stuck up in Cleveland, he wasn't averaging 20 and 10 again.
0: No, that's true. And Kevin Love, he's gone off the deep end. But I I think Kevin Love will be a Hall of Famer. I, I, I don't necessarily think he should, but I think uh, it's just really easy to get into the Hall of Fame if you're a basketball player.
1: That's it, man. You have a couple of good years. I mean... Ben Wallace was elected to the class of 2021. He he had great years with Detroit, but he never had a season averaging 10 points a game. But what? his impact on the defensive side of the ball is going to get him in the Hall of Fame.
0: No, no, that's true. I mean, Dennis Robinson. I mean, Ben Ben Wallace. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm okay with Ben Wallace being a Hall of Famer. He how many defense? Didn't he have like three or four Defensive Player of the Years award, something like that? Three or four?
1: Yeah, he had three, I think.
0: Yeah. No. No. Great. Uh, NBA champion I'm fine with Ben Wallace So what we're gonna do Is we're gonna take a quick break And then kind of next After the break on Barbershop Sports Talk We're gonna get into some uh, NBA stuff Kind of next After the break on Barbershop Sports Talk Sports Talk, and we still have Dakota Dean with us. So, Dakota, I, I do want to talk to you about this. So, and you were actually just talking to me about this, too. The NBA brackets are set for the playoffs. And as I'm getting this up right here for the brackets, uh, you're going to have, out west, you're going to have Utah at the one. You're going to have, at the two, you're going to have Phoenix. Now, for both Utah and Phoenix, they will not know who they're going to play. Uh, that's going to be the plan, and I'll get to that. But then the four-five will be the Clippers versus the Mavericks. That's going to be a rematch of last year's playoffs, where Luca was playing phenomenal. Uh, you're going to have Denver versus Portland as your three-six, the nine-ten, and the plan is going to be Memphis versus San Antonio in the seventh-eight in the plan is going to be L.A. versus Golden State. So I just want to know what you think of that on the west side.
1: Uh, I mean, obviously the best game of the first round is going to be that Lakers-Warriors game. Being able to see those teams, too, go at it. Uh, Steph Steph's been playing astronomical these last month. Uh, nobody's been able to contain him dude's been double and triple teams and nobody can stop him still averaging close to 40 points for the month of May uh that game's gonna be killer uh Memphis and San Antonio that should be easy win for Memphis John Morant's been leading the, that team uh throughout this last uh couple of months he's been, he's been up in his game from where we saw him early in the season um the team that I think is going to be coming out of this West is honestly going to be Phoenix with CP3 making his first, uh, making the conference finals and getting over that hump into the finals uh, for the first time in his NBA career.
0: So you think Phoenix? Well, I think
1: Phoenix is going to come through. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Bridges, they're going to be the team to beat out of that Western Conference, man.
0: So what answer they draw the Lakers in the first round?
1: I, I think it's going to be a cl- tough matchup, but I see Phoenix pulling it out, man. I mean, the Lakers have not been able to play together this season with all the injuries and everything. They just don't look like the team that they've been since AD got there. And I think the way that uh, Monty Williams has that Phoenix team playing right now, Team in the league. Give Devin Booker the ball; he's going to drop thirty on you.
0: That's interesting. That 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 is interesting. So I think I think there's two things to look at with, with this because if if AD and LeBron are able to click and they're playing at their best, I think it becomes interesting. Because here's the thing: any team they play in the West, right? If you have 80 and LeBron on the court more times than not, those are the two best players on the court, right? Like. Especially yeah. if, they, if they play Phoenix, they're going to have the two best players in the court. Like, we agree on that, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So, how, how, how do you think these teams all set it? Do you think they're going to come in cold? Do you think they're not going to be able to play well? Like, if we see them, and the, we kind of see them beat Golden State. They're kind of in a little bit of a rhythm. Wouldn't that give you a little bit of cause of concern? Like, could you really see LeBron going out in the first round? That's never happened.
1: Uh, man, they, there's just not enough shooting with them. I mean, Kuzma's been cold. Uh, I mean... There's just not enough shooting that the Lakers have to be able to compete. I mean, LeBron's coming off that ankle. He's saying he's not 100%. Uh, now, they'll own the paint with AD down there in the paint against Aiden. But it it takes more than two to win a game. And I just think the Phoenix Suns have a better overall team right now to be able to compete in the playoffs.
0: So, the Jazz. The Jazz are the one. Are the Jazz fraudulent at all in your mind?
1: I think Rudy Gobert is fraudulent, man. That I mean, yeah, he's a great rim protector, but you get him outside of the paint and he gets exposed more times than not. Donovan Mitchell, I, I don't think they have scoring outside of D-Mitch. I mean, you've got Mike Conley. I mean, he'll score you 15 points a game, but they've got players coming off the bench. I don't know if Jordan Clarkson is going to turn into – A Lou Williams and just not do well in the playoffs, but I think I think the Jazz are going to be on upset alert. If
0: so, when you say you think the Jazz are going to be on upset alert, what do you mean by that? Do you think they could go out in the first round?
1: Man, if the Warriors end up being that team that has to play to earn that last spot, I think the Warriors are going to be a team that has a chance to be able to beat the Jazz in the first round I don't think they have anything to worry about if Memphis or San Antonio gets in there but worst case scenario if they've got to play against either the Lakers or the Warriors in that first round they, they're they the team that's going to be on the first round uh, upset alert
0: and then you get to the 4-5 matchup here Kawhi versus Luka part two how excited are you to see that
1: that whole matchup rests on whether we're going to see playoff Pete. Are we going to see the regular season, all George, you know, averaging 24 to 25 points a game, holding this team on his back when Kawhi's out? Or are we going to see playoff Pete from last year getting by a bucket to save his life? Kawhi versus Luka, they're going to be – Luka's going to have to carry this team. Porzingis isn't being the second star that they are. But they hoped him to be. Uh, Luca's going to end up having to carry that team through this playoff round, and he almost did it last year. I hope that he has a chance to do it this year.
0: And then you have Portland versus Denver.
1: With and Jamal Murray really hurt Denver this year, Mom.
0: Are you giving Denver any chance? Or are you saying? Are you, are you thinking that Damon and company are going to get it done?
1: Oh, it's Dame time whenever it's playoff time, man. That team's going to be with CJ McCollum, uh, Damon, Damian Lillard, and uh, Nurkic out there. I think that's going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, Melo coming off the bench—that's uh, going to be another upset in the first round that I see going through. Jokic has been playing out of his mind. Uh, MVP probably for this season. Um, I think that, uh, but it's going to, he's going to run out of state, man.
0: So now I want to go to the Eastern Conference. So you're going to have Philadelphia as the one seed. At the four, you're going to have the Knicks. At the five, you're going to have the Hawks. That's an interesting little four or five matchup. For the three and the six, you're going to have the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Miami Heat. That's going to be a rematch of last year's conference uh, semifinals where the Heat beat the Bucks, and it was six. It was, it was six games, uh, a dominant six games. And then you're going to have Brooklyn as the two seed. The 9-10 is going to be uh, New Orleans versus the Pacers. And the 7th-8 is going to be Boston versus Washington. What are your thoughts just overall of this Eastern Conference playoff bracket?
1: Um, I'm excited to see. Honestly, Hornets should beat the Pacers in that play-in game. Um I'm kind of disappointed at how the Celtics have been playing this season. They've, Kimba Walker isn't playing on like Cardiac Kimba. Uh, Jalen Brown's out for the season so that's really going to hurt uh, Boston. I see them having to play Charlotte to be able to get that eighth seed. Um, and that would be something crazy to see is if we've got to see LaMelo Ball go against the best NBA trash talker and Joel in that full in that full first round. Uh, watching those two chirp back at each other is going to be something else. And then, if the Wizards do beat Boston, then you've got KD against Russ in the first round. Uh,
0: How would you like to see that? That would be great TV.
1: Oh, Russ is coming out with, as a different animal these last month, man. It's going to be something to see them two chirping at each other back and forth across the court. Because you know that if there's... Russell plays with such intensity and ferocity out there. They're going to be going back and forth the entire game. I could definitely – would placed it over-under about three techs during that series. I could see one of them getting thrown out, especially with this officiating that's been this year.
0: How impressive has this triple-double streak by Russell Westbrook been to you, just in general?
1: For a point guard to average, you know, over 10 rebounds a game in general is shocking. But this man is doing it at a very consistent basis and I mean, the ten points we knew we're gonna get there, a uh, point guard's job is to be an assist man, so you knew he was gonna be up there. But his rebounding his boxing out is something that I've seen that is just ridiculous for a man that size. He's what, six six three, six four? I mean, he's sitting there boxing out centers in this game. Uh, he he's a hustler. He's a Dennis Rodman in a smaller body. The way that he hustles up and down the court. He when he walks off the basketball court, it's like he isn't. He left everything out there. You never have to worry if he left anything out there on the court.
0: Yeah, and the biggest thing for me about Russell Westbrook, he always played hard. Like we can never doubt that this he played hard, but he doesn't always play smart.
1: No. Nope. <laughs> He has no problem leading the league
0: in turnovers. No, no. Or just taking ill advised threes at the wrong time, even though when he's shooting like way under uh thirty percent or something like that from the field. Uh in terms of Boston, Boston's been struggling. You like the Wizards to be Boston in the play in game? Yeah, I think that would be the Boston
1: will lose that first round game. If they will lose the play in game against the Wizards. I think the big thing that's gonna hurt them is being without Brown with Brown being out for the season, it's going to be on Jason Tatum's back and I don't know if he's going to be able to beat beat that Wizards team by himself.
0: How big of a disappointment would this be if the Celtics were the 8 and they go out in 5 games to the Sixers?
1: Man, that's going to be and you you're, you've got Doc going back to to the uh, to Boston Garden. I mean, He's going back to Boston where he won a championship. I think that's going to be something that's not going to be lost on people is watching that. Uh, That team, you know, should be competing for a championship. They have all the pieces to compete for a championship, and I don't know what it is this season that has Brad Stevens' team just not playing up to par. But it's honestly been they're the most disappointing team this season.
0: Why do you think it's been so wrong in Boston?
1: I think it, Kimba's knees. The fact that Kimba Walker has not been playing well, he's been injured most of the season this year, and I think without having that true point guard that they have, I mean, they tried Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague didn't work out. Um, they don't have that point guard, and they don't have, I mean, Tristan Thompson at the five. There's no spacing out that uh, front court. There's just no spacing down that down low, and uh, I think it's it really hurt them whenever they're trying to drop the ball in and to a packed lane. And that's something that I think they're missing out on. I, I think they should have tried to get Miles Turner in the, at the uh, trade deadline. Miles Turner would have helped that team out immensely. He can shoot from the three point range. He's a defensive stalwart there in the post. Um they just they've they've had to deal with far too many injuries this season. Um, but it still doesn't still not an excuse for their lack of play that they've had so far.
0: So in terms of Milwaukee versus Miami, what are the and the Bucks have had a really good season? What are the chances the Heat do an upside here?
1: Jimmy Butler's carrying this team. I I just don't think that there's enough there for them to be able to pull an upset two years in a row. Giannis and Drew or and Chris Middleton have got that team running like they were all last season when they led the league with the best record. I think, uh, I don't think this is the upset that's going to end up happening. Uh, There's just too much talent on Milwaukee and, It's like Miami has just fallen off a cliff this year.
0: Does it go seven?
1: No, I think this will be a uh, Miami might pull one game out. I just don't see him winning more than one.
0: And the 4-5, Knicks versus Hawks. This could be one of the most exciting series of the first round.
1: It's one of the most surprising, I'm definitely saying. I mean, both of these teams, we didn't even know if they were going to make it to the play-in game this season. And both of them have turned these things around.
0: Who have you been more surprised? How surprised have you been about Julius Randle?
1: Julius Randle has been... He's going to be the MVP's most approved player this year. He's came I mean, not out of nowhere. I mean, the guy was number two overall pick.
0: I think he was he was like a lower seven-ish. Lottery pick, though.
1: Uh, I'm getting him. And Russell is the number two pick. They yeah, pick Russell. yeah, yeah, Russell. Yeah. Uh, but Randall is still a top ten pick. I mean, we thought he was going to do something. I think him being in New York, being able to grow, has helped him immensely. And he seems to be a guy that wants that pressure on his back. And he goes out there and performs day in and day out. But it's so surprising that they're up at the four seed because there's not much around it. RJ Barrett is a efficiency nightmare. Uh, now, Nerwins Noel has played, I mean, he's the, in my opinion, the second best defensive uh, rim protector in the game right now behind Gobert. Um, but they do have Quickly. Quickly's played really good for them so far this year. Um, there, there's definitely something exciting to see in New York this year.
0: And lastly, who do you got coming out this Eastern Conference? Philly or Brooklyn? Or maybe Milwaukee?
1: There's just too much power in Brooklyn, man. The only reason that they're the two seed, not the number one seed, is the lack of games that they've all three played together. If all three of them stayed, and you know how Kyrie is with his load management, um, if all three of them are healthy, uh, there's just nobody that can stop them. Philadelphia is going to end up getting burnt with their lack of three-point shooting. Having Ben Simmons still helping run the point, um, is something that's definitely hurt them. Um, there's no threat of him taking that three-ball. So you have a guy playing right there at the at the free throw line. You're not you're not worried about Ben Simmons taking a three. Uh. So, I mean, Joel's going to score his 35 and 15, but there's still 65, 70 other points you got to worry about. And I don't know if they've got the firepower to compete with uh, Brooklyn.
0: So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and kind next out of the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to unveil our top 10 things we're most interested to see in the NBA. Postseason. Cut them next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. This is the public service announcement sponsored
1: by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockstar
0: Records. Fellow
1: Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection <laughs> of history and the making during our generation.
0: Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O. o H to the O V. I used to move snow thanks for O V. We're back with Barbershop Sports Talk. We still have Dakota Dean with us as we are talking about the NBA playoffs coming up. And with that, I thought it would be nice to do this. Ten things each of us are looking forward to this NBA postseason. So, Dakota, since you're the guest, I'm going to let you start first. What's the first thing on your Uh. list?
1: One of the main things I'm looking forward to seeing, man, is like got kind of touched on earlier, what kind of playoff Paul George are we going to get? Are we going to get the playoff P that we got last year that couldn't buy a bucket? Or are we going to get the NBA superstar that is on a max contract that we are all hoping to see? It's just going to make the playoffs better. And that's what, the only reason Kawhi – went to the Clippers was his chance to play with Paul George. Which Paul George are we going to get this season? That was my number
0: one. Yeah, Paul George, it will be interesting, because they're going to need Paul George to be Paul George if the Clippers hope to go far. Like, you're going to need Kawhi and Paul George to be Mac at, at, at the peak of their powers. Um, and, I, and I think they're going to get it home against Utah, but LA is going to be on the other side, probably. They're going to be the seventh, and uh, you're high on Phoenix. And then there's that monster in Brooklyn waiting. So if they want to win a championship, and right they gave up a lot so they could get Paul George and Kawhi, and they want to break that Clipper curse, you're going to need Paul George uh, to be playoff P and uh, be a great two-way player for you. So for me, mine was uh, the first-round matchups. Uh, I kind of hinted at this. I really like the Milwaukee, personally, and, and Miami Heat matchup. I think that could be a very interesting matchup. Also, you look at a matchup like the Hawks and, and the Knicks, uh, the Clippers and the Mavericks. I think there's a couple. Potentially a Lakers versus Suns matchup. I'm interested to see these first-round matchups because I think we're going to have some a couple that go seven. I think we're going to have a couple that are high thrillers or maybe some one-seeds lose. Even you, you're talking about 1-8. Uh, Utah versus Golden State. I think we're going to have some very, very interesting first-round matchups.
1: Man, you know how I love Phoenix at Bleedston and my number two. I'm excited to see this Phoenix young core of DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker in this first round. Seeing how they play in the playoffs. I mean, this is Devin Booker's first time being in the playoffs. I'm excited to see how they do. Um with Paul George leading that team, seeing if they can compete. I mean, they showed last year in the bubble that they're willing to – I mean, they went 8-0 in the bubble to try and get that last playoff spot. They fell short. I think they all coming into the season had a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to be coming out firing this year in the playoffs. I'm excited to see it.
0: No, and I, you know, we're going to see what Devin Booker's made of. And Chris Paul, obviously, it's going to be a chance for him to try to get that monkey off his back, like you mentioned earlier in the pod, and uh, get to a conference finals. Chris Paul has never played in a conference. No, he actually did, excuse me, against Houston when he was with Houston. But uh, only played in a conference finals once, uh, never an NBA final. So it's where we're going to see him in those tough playoff series. And then you're going to see the young guys, the Bridges, the Devin Booker's the DeAndre Indians, how do they handle the bright lights of the NBA postseason? Because it's, it's different. Now, for me, uh, what I have is, who's going to be that third guy for the Lakers? Now, last year it was Codwell Pope, but who's going to step up for the Lakers this year? Are we? Is it going to be a guy like a Marcusall? Is it going to be Montrezl Harold? Is it going to be Kyle Kuzma? Is it going to be Codwell Pope again? Who is going to be that third option for LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the postseason? Because they're going to need him. They're going to need him. Uh, that third?
1: Horton Tucker Horton Tucker's been playing really well this season LeBron's really stuck up for the guy uh, really pumped up to see how that guy performs uh, coming up this season in the playoffs uh, my number three we will finally get a chance to see a long stretch of all three of the Brooklyn 3 peak right here we're going to have James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant on the court at the same time. We have not, we have been deprived of that so far since the James Harden trade went down. We will get a longer showing of this. I mean, this could be all-time basketball right here with those three sharing a court. I'm just excited to see that. I mean, I'm wondering, are they going to match? is it going to be a thing where they've got one of them on the floor while two sit at all times this way one of them's always on the floor uh i mean how bad are they going to blow these teams out in this first round
0: and does it look bad i mean yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how these guys all look and how they do mesh. i i will say that uh is there any way it goes wrong in brooklyn
1: I think the one that you're really going to have to watch for is James Harden. I mean, we saw him in that playoff series against uh, the Warriors where he went one for 13 from three. Um, He can shoot you out of a game, but hopefully, I mean, he's shown so far this year, whenever he's played with Brooklyn, that even when he's not scoring, he's still able to pass the ball and get his man open. Uh, Like I mentioned to you off air, uh, When's the last time anybody has ever been excited to see Blake Griffin play basketball? Lob City, I mean, it was the last time I ever was excited to watch. It's like he's had a resurgence being in Brooklyn. It may be these extra guys that will have to help carry this team if one or two of these stars just doesn't come to play in these playoffs.
0: So, next for me, what I have is how legit are the Suns and Jazz? Now, coming into. This NBA season, I don't think anybody, and you're a betting man. Would it? Would you have bet that the one and two season in the West would be Utah and Phoenix? Oh no! So obviously nobody thought that would happen. So and it looks like that Utah and Phoenix they're gonna get it either Steph Curry and Golden State or LeBron and the Lakers. Uh, so one of those two. Uh, top seeds could go out in the first round. Maybe both could go out in the first round. I don't think it's shock anybody if the Warriors beat Utah and the Lakers beat the Suns, theoretically. I don't think that would necessarily shock right, right, the sports world. So how legitimate are these two uh, number one and number two seeds in their conference? I think that is something that I want to see how battle-tested they end up being.
1: I mean, uh, like I said, I could easily see Utah losing their first round no matter who they play. I mean, they could end up playing the Grizzlies, and I'd still be worried about their safety there at the one seed. Um, Phoenix, I'm very high on Phoenix. I think Phoenix has the chance to be able to take it all the way, but it is also a lot of their first times in the playoffs. So they could very easily fall off there, and we'll find out whether they're contenders or pretenders, man. Um, My next thing I've got, what happens Will the whole NBA just explode if the Lakers lose both of these play in games and are out of the playoffs before they even start?
0: Huh. Adam Silver's worst nightmare. They might have to get the they might have to get the refs involved for that. <laughs>
1: I mean, they'll get rid of the play in games entirely. I mean LeBron wasn't a fan was a fan of him last year. He was excited for him last year, but now that he's in that in that playing game area he's not so big on them and the way the Lakers have been playing these last this last month yeah LeBron's been out, AD's been out a couple of games we'll see if they, they're able to mesh and come together once playoff time comes but I mean there's a chance I mean Greg Popovich has always been a thorn in LeBron's side if they end up playing the Spurs in that you know last playing game for the 8th seed I mean, it's one game. What happens?
0: Now, for me, what I have is, for the 76ers, will Ben Simmons' shooting become a problem? They're going to be the one seed. This is a team that has NBA championship aspirations, right? Uh, Let's say they're in a series against the Brooklyn Nets, right? Uh, if guys like Kyrie Irving and James Harden aren't guarding Ben Simmons, can Ben Simmons make open shots? Can he be aggressive? Can he make more of an impact? Will we have these same concerns that we always have with Ben Simmons? Because we know he's a great basketball player, but I think some of the times why it's handicapped is he can't shoot, and it ends up being kind of a four-on-five game. It becomes a half-court game in the postseason. So will Ben Simmons shooting hold Philadelphia back from an Eastern Conference title and an NBA championship?
1: It's kind of the thing that's been holding them back the last couple of seasons, man. Uh, they're great team in the regular season, but once they get in the playoffs and that paint shrinks where Ben Simmons isn't able to drive, that's your liability right there. And we'll see if they're if he's able to take his game just a little bit further out to where he's not clogging that lane where Embiid's having to work harder than he normally has to down there in the paint. Yeah. Uh, My next thing is, how do you feel about these playoff playing games? I mean, do you think there'll be any team left out of the playoffs that should not be left out? Are we going to see the Celtics not make the playoffs after being in the conference finals last year? We going to see the Lakers left out after not being in the or after being after winning the whole thing last year? Is is this play in game? Gonna end up keeping these bigger market teams out when normally they would be in the playoffs just straight off the bat.
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, these bigger market, I think they're gonna get in just because they're better teams. Like I, like if Boston and LA, like you know, crap the bed. Like there's bigger issues going on. There's no way. There's 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 no way. I I would just be shocked. Uh, but they'll probably cancel the playing game altogether. I, I don't know. I feel like they'd get the refs involved. There's no way Adam Silver's going to let that happen. You're going to let the Lakers miss the playoffs and the defending champion Lakers with LeBron James on the team? Nah, th- th- that can't happen. Uh, th- I, I just can't imagine the league letting that happen. Now, for me, what I have is I have something that you already had. Uh, how will the Nets' chemistry be, uh, right? How are they going to be defensively? Uh, how are they going to share the ball? Is it going to be your turn, your turn, my turn, my turn, me, 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 you, you, you? How, how are they going to do this? How's the ball movement going to look? How cohesive is it going to look? Are we going to see them struggle in an opening round matchup if it's against the Celtics? We know Brad Stevens is an elite coach. Maybe he can come up with a game plan to kind of slow him down. Or even a uh, Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Like, right? Like, how, how's they, how do they look in the first round? That's what I'm curious to see. How it all comes together with Brooklyn. Uh,
1: Brooklyn's going to be a team that you really have to watch. If, the, if that chemistry is not there, it can turn into a a me basketball team, and that's something that they just can't have come playoff time. James Harden's literally shot his teams out of games. Uh, Kyrie, you never know. I mean, Kyrie may pull Dennis Robin just not show up for a game. You never know with him. Uh, so. It's really going to come to we're going to we're going to finally see this team at full strength come this playoffs, and it's going to be a sight to see whether for the good or for the bad. Um, next thing I have was about Atlanta. Atlanta's turnaround since firing Lloyd Pierce has been something uh, crazy. They're twenty-four and eleven since they fired Lloyd Pierce after starting the season sixteen and twenty. Um, I think that's correct. I'm at my I may be wrong about that, but they they completely turned the team around after uh, Lloyd Pierce is firing, and this team is in the playoffs. I mean, they've had Trey Young out for a little bit. They've, they're without the Andre Hunter. Cam Reddish has been out. Uh, this Young Hawks team, how are they going to perform in these playoffs against the Knicks, who haven't been in the playoffs since 2012, 2013? I mean – that's going to be an exciting series to watch to see which team moves on to the second round, out of these two teams that have not been here in a while. We'll see which young stars are going to be able to light this thing up for them.
0: So for me, Giannis, how does Giannis look in the playoffs? We all know that Giannis and the Bucks—they have been a you know a constant. Uh, conversation in the postseason right a couple years ago they lose to uh, Kawhi and the Raptors after they're up two zero uh, then they get bullied by the Miami by the Miami Heat and Jimmy Butler just been unseemly and even the year before right I think they went seven games with Boston they lost to Boston they couldn't win a uh, a road game uh, just you know the postseason struggles holes or Giannis particularly Giannis right. Can Giannis be the guy to lift the Bucs over in these tough playoffs when he's up against Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving in the second round? Can he make the difference? Can he, If it's a game seven, can he take that game over? That's what I want to see from Giannis. How far away is he from being the best player in the NBA?
1: Do you think this is finals or bust for Bodenhauser Is he going to be out as the Bucs coach if they do not make the finals?
0: I think what a lot of the reports are saying is he has to at least make it to the conference finals.
1: He's coaching for a job, man, and you know how coaching for a job, you get kind of desperate. We'll see how they end up playing this uh, this season uh, for their well being. I hope that they're able to pull this thing together, man. I mean, that's just too much talent on that team not to be competitive in that in the Eastern Conference. Um, my next thing that I have was: Can Julius Randall lead these Knicks on a run? They've been able to upset these playoff teams throughout the regular season. Kind of coming as a shock to a lot of people that they're even in the postseason. As high of a seat as they are with home home court advantage, Uh, are they going to be able to make it through to the second and third round of this NBA playoffs right now uh, with Julius Randle leading that team?
0: So for me, and this is my fourth this is the fourth thing. Uh, the Heat. Can they make another run? I know you think that the Bucks are going to beat the Heat in five games, but can the Heat make another run? Can they upset Milwaukee? Can they, you know maybe make things interesting with Brooklyn a little bit in the second round. How good are the Heat going to look? Are they going to get mopped in the first round? Are they going to make it competitive? Like, how is this all going to – was the bubble a fluke last year because there was no home court? I'm really interested to see, can Tyler Hero, can Jimmy Butler, can all those guys flip that playoff switch and we can see, you know, if they can bring back that old Miami Heat way from last year.
1: It's going to take, take Tyler Hero and Bam coming back and coming in strong. Uh, Tower Heroes. I mean, this season he's he kind of let the bright lights of Miami overshadow him. This this season he hasn't been as efficient from the three point line. Um, I'm hoping that he can come in and he can play his best basketball here come playoff time. But you got to worry about the kid, man. He he's let you know he had that song come out. I I mean. I don't know if his head's gotten too big for his playing ability, and it's kind of worrisome whether he's going to be able to do it here in these Eastern Conference playoffs. Um, the next thing that I have was uh, Luka versus Kawhi. In this first round, that's going to be something that we got to tune in. I mean, that's much watch TV. Luka coming in, you know, he's that next great white player that we've got to watch. I mean, kind of just turned it straight from Dirk to him. And it's like he's playing the ball. He's playing basketball at a higher IQ than a lot of players do nowadays. He kind of reminds me of LeBron in Miami. LeBron in Miami could beat you with his physical assets, but he was more beating you with his mind than he was beating you with his body. And that just seems like something that Luca's doing so far this season. Uh, and Kawhi, Kawhi's. I mean, he's, he's the defensive player that's going to be able to hold Luka down, and are they going to be able to have enough firepower? Is is playoff P and Kristoff Porzingis going to be able to help their teams enough to win that first round? Because Luka and Kawhi are going to be stalemating each other. It's going to be a tough matchup there in that first round for the Mavericks and the Clippers.
0: Now, for me, my next um, thing I'm looking forward to most in the postseason is how will Anthony Davis look? We haven't seen AD, like, fully reboot, reboot, ready to go in a while. Like, we haven't seen prime Anthony Davis since last postseason, really, when, when he dominated and he was amazing. So what I'm really interested in is how good will Anthony Davis be? Can he be that guy that can be that dominating presence on the defensive end? Can be that guy that's getting you... Yeah, 25 to 28 points per game because LeBron James is going to need that Robin if the Lakers are going to go far. Anthony Davis has to be ready. Like, right, if they're playing Phoenix, he needs to be ready to dominate DeAndre Ayton. Like, that needs to happen. Like, Anthony Davis, he needs to be one of the top five players in the world for the Lakers to win a championship. So, win a championship. So, I'm really interested to see how Anthony Davis is going to look.
1: My last thing that I had, and this is something that's always been exciting come playoff time. It's Dame time when it's playoff time. Damian Willard. How many game winners is this guy gonna have in this playoffs? I mean, you know, hits the one on Russell Westbrook, hits the one on playoff day last year. How are they gonna do this season? With how far is Damian Lillard gonna be able to carry this Blazers team through this playoffs? See,
0: Dame time. You're favoring uh, the Blazers over the Nuggets, though, right? Yes. How, how close do you think that series is going to be?
1: I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a six-game series. I think. Uh, I think Jokic may steal a game or two, but I don't see them. I I think the uh, front court of the or the back court of the uh, Blazers is going to be too much for. With, especially without Jamal Murray there for the Nuggets, it's going to end up being uh, Damian Lillard's going to take over these games, and it's going to be a thing. I mean, they just played to knock. I know. Uh, I know it's the last game of the season, so it wasn't much to show for. But I think that they've got the Nuggets' number, and I think it's going to be a quick series for the Blazers all depends if michael porter jr shows up for denver michael porter jr is so hot and cold you don't know which guy you're going to end up getting and if he can show up i mean that gives them that second option to fill in for uh jamal murray but there's just stopping that backcourt of of, uh damon lillard and uh cj mccollum is going to be tough for the uh nuggets to be able to contain
0: so for me, uh, we always have this mythical title as best player in the NBA. Uh, there's a lot of arguments who you can make. Some people might say it's Joel, Joker. There's people who might say LeBron. Some people might still say it's Kevin Durant, Kawhi. Like, who in the postseason is going to make a statement where we're going to be like, okay, is this person the best player in the NBA? Will it be LeBron? We'll see LeBron get back to that playoff form. Will it be Kevin Durant, who just comes back seamlessly. He's just dropping 30 over and over again. We're like, oh, damn, it's Kevin Durant. Like, who's going to be that guy that we end this postseason and we're going to be like, okay, this is the guy in the league right now?
1: I'm going to tell you who's going to be. Steph Curry's coming out for blood, man. Steph Curry feels disrespected for the way that people thought that You know he's he's carrying that team on his back. No, Clay Thompson, KD's been gone for a couple years. He's Draymond Green's. He's been hurt pretty much this whole season. I mean, it's Steph Curry's going to come out and he's going to remind everybody why he's a two-time MVP and the only person to have a unanimous MVP in NBA history. He's going to come out here shooting, man.
0: Steph's leading the NBA in scoring. He just actually he clinched the title today. Uh, yep, over no, Brad right Yeah, the Steph's been amazing. Steph, has been amazing. And Steph, I I don't know if I'd quite go as far as saying Steph is top five, but Steph is absolutely fantastic. You will hear uh, no arguments from me when it comes to that. So who, when do you
1: see the first uh, first upset happen in these playoffs?
0: The first upset? Yeah. Ooh. I think it's going to be Phoenix and L.A. I think L.A. is going to upset Phoenix if we consider that an upset.
1: I mean, seeding-wise, that's an upset. I mean, the Lakers, you know, without having LeBron for a lot of the, for the last month and a half of the season, uh, A.D. missed... A big portion of the season with his injuries. Uh, I mean, if they're healthy, full season like they were last year, I mean, they should, they would be top three seed in the in the West. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if you can really consider that an upset. Besides numbers wise, you know, being the seventh seed. Um, do you think Dallas has the firepower to beat the Clippers?
0: No. Not at all. I don't... Uh, No, not at all. I I, I think think we're looking at six games. Maybe seven. Maybe seven.
1: I mean, you can make an argument that, I mean, pretty much the whole first round in the West could be an upset. I mean, the Jazz, and whether they play the Lakers or they play the Warriors, they're going to be on high upset alert. And like you said, Phoenix. I mean, I'm high on Phoenix, but... Will their playoff, uh, their lack of playoff experience hurt them come this season. Um, The Nuggets without Jamal Murray and whether playoff Pete comes back for another showing. I mean, we could have a full upset alert on every team in the first round. And on the Western Conference side, now the Eastern Conference to me seems like it's going to be just a straightforward top seeds are going to win in that first round, but I don't know, man. It's going to be... This is definitely going to be one of the most exciting playoffs that we've seen in a while. We don't have just like a runaway team like we have in the past with the Blazers or the Warriors or the Cavaliers or the Lakers. Or We don't have that runaway team that we just see automatically making it to the finals. There's a tough spot that they're going to have to win in order to get to that conference finals.
0: So you have one more left?
1: No, Damon Lillard was my last one. That was my
0: ten. So that was your two. So I have one. Okay. So my last one is LeBron James is LeBron James going to remind us again. He's the best player in the NBA because we've been doing this for years. We've been always been saying, Oh, it's, uh let's say people say it's kobe some people say it's the win way then you go derrick rose uh oh it's kevin duran oh it's steph curry oh it's kawhi leonard oh it's kevin duran again oh it's Dolan beat oh it's this guy oh it's this guy and most times more often than not it's like lebron freaking james is the best player in the nba is LeBron, are we going to see playoff LeBron, playoff mode LeBron, like when LeBron in 2018, the Cleveland Cavaliers, they were dead in the water, Kyrie Irving said, see, you wouldn't want to be, they had Kevin Love, everything was working, they were the four seed, and you know what LeBron did, he averaged, I think it was what, like 30, 34, 9 and 9, all the way to the postseason, then dropped 51 on Golden State, and they almost took that game of J.R. Smith and have his debacle, are we going to see that type of LeBron? I mean, that's what I'm most interested interested to see. Are we going to see, like, LeBron, like, okay, it's go time, it's postseason. Let me remind everybody who I am.
1: Are we going to see that LeBron, or are we going to see LeBron, his last year in uh, Miami against San Antonio, where he just completely disappeared come final song? Which LeBron are we going to see this year? He's playing on that hurt ankle. He says he's not 100%. Is that going to hinder him come playoff time?
0: No, that, that it, it, we're going to see.
1: That's that's what I'm kind of worried about. I mean, hopefully he don't start cramping like he did when that AC went out in San Antonio.
0: <laughs> Trust me, the NBA is not going to do that to him in the playing games. They'll, they'll make sure that there is no uh, heating they or heating. I can't all
1: that money with
0: LeBron not being no, in the no, That's true. No, no, that, that that is definitely true. Dakota, thank you for coming on the pod, man. I appreciate it. Uh, it's been a fun time, man. Anytime. And once again, I want to thank Dakota Dean for coming on the podcast. I appreciate it. First-time guest, by the way. Uh, Going to get Dakota on again definitely soon. Uh, appreciate him coming on the pod. And I want to thank all of you for tuning into this episode, the 288th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk. All my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice,
1: hustle, pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life.